then it also reveals, like, kind of the next villain, which is the leader of the Harlequin Alliance. And it also reveals that the headmaster of the school is working with them. Yes. And is also not on Remoraire's side and helped a lot in the attacks on Tempest. Yes. Um, and that's... That's where the anime has ended up so far. Yeah. Because other than that, there's the spinoff movies, which are... Spin-off episodes. Which are just OVAs and they're butt very... Wrestling. Butt wrestling. Yeah, butt wrestling. That's all you but need to know. But then there's also the one with the kids where it shows more into, like, the kids. That's um, true, but butt wrestling. Which is cute. But butt, butt wrestling was a thing. That was the first one and that just kind of set the mood. Hey guys, I'm Bill, also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a mostly video game-centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. <laughs> and that collecting thing, well, that's mostly just a implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure. As we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? I've been, I've been good. I'm tired. Yeah. Yesterday was very tiring. And you've had a long week, too. Yeah, I have. It's like what we always say. When it's a short week, it always feels 20 times longer and more tiring. That is true. But we made it. We did. We did. It's into September now, although by the time this comes out, it'll probably be October. The wake us up. Wake up, Timberlands. I made this joke twice already. Yeah, you've made this joke, I think, three episodes now. Shit. But, besides the point. So what did you do yesterday that made you so tired? I went golfing for the first time. I had no idea what I was doing. And we played an 18-hole course. And, oh my god, I was so sore by the end of the day. But it was really fun. I had a really good team. Like, one of the guys on my team was so, like, professional level good like really good which was really cool to see because like i feel like when you see something like that up close it's always just like whoa but our team came in second which was cool so i got a free golf bag which is pretty sweet that's always fun and i won a raffle too so i got a free duffel bag too so i was like yeah yeah got got my bags (laughs) but it was fun and i definitely think i'll probably take some lessons and Alex is going to become a golfer now. Well, no, no. It's not going to be for for sport. It's just going to be for fun. I just think it's fun and something different to do. Hmm. It was nice. Yep. Uh, This week I was pretty busy. I I went to go see MCR. Yeah. That was a trip. I was jealous. (laughs) Our mom paid a lot of money for those tickets. Oh, yeah. Well, it stunk because when you... Originally, you were supposed to see the show in in 2019. Well, 20... 2020. Yeah, 2020. We bought um, the tickets like 2019. But it got delayed. But originally, I was supposed to be in Texas during the yeah. show. So that's why we didn't buy me a ticket because I didn't know if I was going to be able to fly back for it. Yeah. And then, womp, womp, everything. The world goes to shit. Yep. And then, yeah. But it, we So we bought those tickets because at the time it was going to be like, we thought it was going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. Like, we weren't going to get a shot like this was going to be it. Like, I didn't think I was ever going to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah, no, because, I mean, before then, like, 
No one thought they were they gonna were get back together. Up. Yeah. yeah. No one thought they were gonna get back together ever. But surprise! Yep. So we buy the tickets, and then the world goes to shit for three years. Yep. We finally got to go though, and that was a trip. So the show was on a Wednesday, so I had to take the I had to take Thursday off. Yeah. Because there was no, to recover. Yeah. But, yeah, because you guys got home at like four in the how late? Like two in the morning, maybe two in the morning? Like one, oh my one God. two in the morning. Show didn't get out to like midnight. Yeah. So I had to like I left work. I came into work an hour early so I could leave an hour early and yeah. still somehow get an hour of overtime, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I had to drive here, shower, and then head straight back to go pick up our mother in a, at her job. So I had to drive. It was like a two-hour drive to get to her. Yep. Then we had to drive into Boston. Mm. So I was, and I was so tired already because I had been up since four in the morning and didn't get coffee because no one, no one nowhere was open to get coffee and I was like dying I'm like I told my mom I'm like I need to stop for coffee I'm not gonna make it yeah so then we yeah so then we finally get to Boston and driving through Boston sucks like there is no rhyme or reason to anything in that city yep but we eventually get to the parking garage which was wicked like deep underground it was really weird like we, it was one of those ones where you go down you're like this is scary yeah, it's just like Nye. but we got we got our parking was mom hunching down even though you were in the bus yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no she was like i don't think I, my jeep would have fit in there and i was like uh. <laughs> but we got a spot then we uh made our way up to where our seats were because it was in the boston garden yep and we found the t-shirt line because my mom was on a mission like she wanted a t-shirt just because she wanted a way to member this show yeah, and we found the line, and it was decently long, but apparently it was shorter than the line the other the other booth, which was a few floors down. <laughs> and what was funny was we were waiting in line, and there was a a beer stand right next to where we were standing in line, and the lady at the beer stand was like, "Like, beer beer here, like, I get a beer." And I was sitting there, yeah. I'm like, "I wish I wasn't the designated driver because I really want a beer." Oh, no. yeah, but yeah, you had to be responsible. I would have I would have fallen asleep. There was no oh, way yeah. I was gonna make it if I had had the beer. I'll take a coffee. No. <laughs> if they had it, I would have taken it. But um, mm. yeah, we got our shirts. I got the tour shirt and then a sweat a sweatshirt, which I would wear. Mm. And we saw the show. Great seats. Uh, the opening acts were pretty good. Uh, they dropped the the open the, the opening band was Bad Flower, and their singer did a stage dive, and they dropped him. Oh no. <laughs> well, it it was it wasn't even sad. It was more like he kind of went over the edge and then just went flop. Oh no. <laughs> and we were like, oh. oh. And then he gets was there up. an audible ooh? It was kind of a, an awkward moment of ooh. ooh. Is he over? <laughs> well, then he gets up on stage and he makes a joke saying, "Only, th- only two songs in, I try to do a stage dive. Maybe that was a bit ambitious." <laughs> then he's like, "Is everyone okay down there?" <laughs> it, was, it was funny though. Like, opening acts were good. Bad Flower and Thursday. Uh, then My Chemical Romance blew it out of the water. Like they did not miss a beat. Yeah. But yeah, I drove home after that. So I was very tired this yeah. week. Um, oh, I, I can add. I guess I can do a collecting update because I have done some collecting since. Um, so there was, I've had two collection updates. I guess I can say. I stopped by a GameStop, and I picked up Soul Hackers Two, which is a part of the Shin Megami Tensei series, along with Live Alive, which is a remake of a classic. Uh, SNES RPG and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 all for, for the Switch and PS5 mm-hmm. I picked those up 
then uh, a few days ago, I actually found there's a retro game store, like, right up the street from our apartment, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or our condo. And My condo. Alex's condo. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, I was, uh, I went to check it out, and selection wasn't amazing, like, because they didn't, they, a lot of the, the good stuff they got in wasn't on the floor yet. Yeah. But I went. Also, you have the problem of you have a lot of good stuff I know, already. I have a lot of stuff that I already <laughs> would want. But I went through, and I actually did, I thought I did pretty decent. I went through the PS1 games, because I love doing that, and I found, uh, I think the biggest score I got was, I found... Tiny Tank. No. <laughs> I found a game called 40 Winks, which is a classic, like, platformer for the PS1 that's pretty overlooked. I also got Soviet Strike. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> because I saw it for cheap. When um, did that game come out? The 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sim Theme Park, which is actually um, Theme Park World 3, I want to say. Yep. Um, and F1 2000, because they were all cheap. Nice. I also got Virtual Fighter 4 Evolution. And then I got... So these ones aren't com- complete. They have reproduction cases. But I got Virtual Fighter Kids for the Saturn. Yep. And The Adventures of Willie Beamish for the Sega CD. Ooh. That was probably the most expensive game I bought. Because Sega CD games. But yeah, I got those and I'm pretty happy. I also picked up some manga today. Yeah. I've I've got, um, found some more Spy Family, which nice. I'm looking forward to reading. Uh, the Persona 4 manga. I want to read another issue of Mao. And I found the Rising of the Shield Hero manga. Nice! Which was pretty cool. Good stuff. Not the light novel, though, because I can never find, like, the early issues of the light novel. Mm. Well, I'll have to order those online if I really want to read it that badly. Yeah. But anyways, though. Aren't you going to ask Oh, yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Cayman Jack Cuban mojito. Nope, that's not what you're drinking. You're drinking. (laughs) Were you sitting on those the entire time? She just pulled beans out of her ass. (laughs) Bush. She just has a can of bushes. I wish this is why I wish we were a video podcast <laughs> to see that reaction. Why do you have those? I grabbed it from. The, I've had this can of beans for I don't know how long. I think maybe like two years now, and I just haven't thrown it away. And I just keep bringing it to Bill, and I go beans. It doesn't really go bad. Hot dog beans. Hot dogs and beans. So yeah, so drink up, you sippy sippy. <laughs> so anyways, I'm drinking it. I'm drinking a Guinness because she's on crack right now. I guess I don't know. <laughs> that was funny. You, you were not expecting that. I don't. Know. When I went to get my Cayman Jack, I just sneakily <laughs> and you were on your phone. <laughs> And I was like, all right, the plan's working so far. Well, now that the, now that the podcast has been completely derailed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe that. I was hiding it. Anyways. So this episode's topic is we'll be returning to our anime swap series. Yeah. Alex's little baby that she created. Yeah. So, 
how does anime swap work? Well, we'll get into this again. Essentially, we both recommend a series, we watch said series, then we share and discuss. Yep. So, we used to do it like we'd watch like maybe like a partial season or like a few episodes or movies. Mm-hmm. We've since adopted now a new format, which takes a bit longer, but it's more fulfilling. Yeah. Where we watch the entire series. Woo! So. This is the second one with the entire series? Yes, this yeah. is the second one we've done since we switched over to that. Oh yeah, Shield the Hero first was, was first. Shield Hero and Azumaka Daio. Yeah. So for this episode, we're going to be doing Alex's pick of... Oh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Yep. And then my pick of Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Yeah. So, I guess we should probably start with the one we watched first, which was uh, Slime. Alright. So, that time I was reincarnated as a slime, um, also known as regarding reincarnating to slime. That's another word form of it. Uh, it was originally a Japanese fantasy light novel series uh, written by Fuse. Um, and then it was later illustrated by Mitzvah. And then eventually it turned into an anime series. But originally... This it has also... a manga as well now. Yeah. Right? So that's who does the manga. Okay. Um, so originally started as a light novel, got a manga, and then evolved into having an anime So kind of like Shield Hero in a way. Yeah. It's actually funny how much I compare these two shows. They are pretty... In... They're similar, but also not well, similar. Well, they're very different when you actually get very into different, it. Very different, but kind of similar They have a similar concept. concept. So, rather than the Rising of the Shield Hero, where he gets basically transported to another world, this it basically starts off with this guy who's a salary man, and he's just kind of living his life in Japan. He's not married, he doesn't really have much of a family, and he's just live, doing his job. And then one day, he's on the street, and he basically gets shanked yeah. and murdered. Well, no, he goes to protect his uh, yeah. friends, and he gets... Well, he protects his... Uh, he meets up with his co-worker and his co-worker's girlfriend, um, who I think also started as a company, and the co-worker's like, I just did this to brag about having a girl, and he's like, I know. But it, basically, the main character ends up sh- pushing the girl away and gets stabbed himself, and stabbed vitally that he dies. And as it's a very abrupt opening to the show. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a what? Especially, too, in the beginning. I feel like the art style is very different. Like it's they, But they did that on purpose. So it can be like a, this is the real world, and now we're moving to the fantasy world. But kind of as he's dying, he's kind of saying these thoughts, and there's a voice that he keeps hearing. And he's like, some of the things he's like, oh, I wish, like, I wish I was unstabbable. And then that kind of ends up, giving him characteristics and all these characteristics end up he's like oh my body feels hot it's too hot so he gets like thermal fluctuation and it's basically he's kind of saying all these things that basically determine what he's going to be come in the reincarnated world yeah, which in is the a video re- game yeah <laughs> what's funny though is we also get introduced to the probably the other main character of the series yes the little computer voice yes that which is um my brain it has a right name. Now. It does. Oh, Great Sage. The Great Sage, yeah. Yeah, the Great Sage. Um, so basically, he ends up going, and when he wakes up, he kind of realizes that he's no longer a 37-year-old corporate office worker, and he's now a slime. So he kind of, like, goes around, and he's kind of ends up doing what slimes do. He's eating things, 
He's hopping around. He's being a slime. But he's no ordinary slime. He's a slime with some intelligence. So he ends up going around. He's in this unfamiliar world. And he's like, all right, I need to figure things out. So he starts kind of, and he also realizes this is kind of like a video game. So he starts, like, grinding. He ends up fighting other creatures. And he ends up gaining the ability called Predator, which kind of helps him a lot. Because he can basically devour things in his slime body and absorb their abilities. Mm-hmm. Which helps him a lot, quite a bit. And it leads him to his, basically, one of the big plot points of the story, where he runs into the storm dragon, Veldora. And Veldora is this dragon that was locked away, sealed away by a powerful um, hero years ago. I love the dub voice for the storm dragon. Oh, yeah. It is the perfect voice it's for that It's very glorious. <laughs> um, so Veldora, and they end up meeting, and Veldora ends up telling him what happened, and Rimuru... The slime, well, he now goes by Rimuru rather than his old human name. Um, well, actually, he gets named by the dragon. Yes, and he names so, the dragon. And that's kind of like the, well, no, the dragon already had Oh, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. He absorbs the dragon. He absorbs the dragon, yes. And that's kind of one of the gimmicks from the show, is that names are really important. If something has a name, that basically levels them up to their next level. It's kind of what... It, it's interesting because in a comparison to Shield Hero, um, Shield Hero didn't feel like a video game, but it had that like video game interface. Yeah. At times, Slime feels more like a video game, but they don't really play off the video game no, yeah. gimmicks as much, which is more interesting. So, kind of as the story is going along, you see now Rimuru has, Rimuru ends up absorbing Veldora so that he can unbreak his seal and basically set him free. So, basically he kind of has, he basically has Veldora in his stomach, <laughs> just chilling he'll be, there. He'll be back, don't worry. Oh yeah, and he'll be back eventually. And it'll be glorious. He'll, yes, eventually he'll be un, unsealed. Um, but after freeing um, but after kind of consuming Veldora, it creates a lot of chaos around him because the area that he was in was protected by Veldora's presence. So now that his presence is gone, other creatures are going in on that land around the, um, around the forest and the great forest of Jura, that's what it's called. Um, and, um... Basically, shit is getting real for all the other monsters out there. So, kind of one of the first plot points is that Rimuru stumbles around this village of goblins. And they're all these very wimpy, very doofy goblins. And the old one that's decrepit and falling apart. Oh, yeah. And basically, they beg for his help because there's these um, dire wolves that are trying to kill them. So, Rimuru ends up helping them out. And they actually end up befriending the dire wolves in the end. But after that, he gives every single one of them a name. Also, a bit of a plot point here that gets noticed is like whenever Rimuru gives something a name, it actually costs him some of his mana yeah. or energy. Yep. Which uh, he doesn't—he isn't quite aware of at first. Yeah. So when he gives every so he gives every name to the goblins, and then he starts on the dire wolves, and then he passes out because he's yeah. used too much mana. As and you then said. he wakes up and he gets the greeted by the glorious transformation <laughs> yeah because once he names a character they get like this level power boost yep. and some of the transformations are fucking hilarious like the old decrepit man becomes this beefy like, <laughs> beefy like 
<laughs> Goblin. And then, and then there's Gobda, who just stays the same. Yep. Which, uh, Gobda's pretty funny. Um, and he's actually one of my favorite characters. Well, he's very much the comic relief character. Oh, show. yeah. But he's actually, like, he actually holds his weight, though. You know, he does. He's comic relief, um... But he does to be fair, though, weight. almost every character in the show is comic relief to a oh, degree. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of comedy elements in this show, um, which is why I really enjoy it. It is tonally very different from S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Yeah. Despite how similar they are, tonally they are completely oh, yeah. polar opposites. Though it does have dark points in other it, times. It does. So, like, the next thing is he ends up going to the Kingdom of Dwarves. He causes some problems at first, but he does end up befriending... The king of the dwarf kingdom. Who's uh, a bro. He is I a bro. Love, and they the ride on pegasuses, which is cool. Um, but with that, one of the things they gain is that they kind of realize that the goblin forest, that none of them know how to like build proper houses or materials. Or have clothes. Or have <laughs> modest clothing. So they end up going in order to kind of get help with all of those things. Um, and then they're eventually able to recruit some of the greatest craftsmen in the Dwarf Kingdom. Um, unfortunately, they were kind of banished in the process, but they're kind of okay with it in the end. And well, because Rimuru has that interesting way of making people devoted to him 100%. Yeah. And throughout the way, they kind of meet some other characters. They meet the Hero King, Gazelle, um, who ends up becoming an important character later. And they also, you get introduced to Shizu. Shizu. Shizu is a really important character. Small role, big impact. Because when Rimuru was in the the Dwarf Kingdom, he ends up going to this elf bar. Sexy elves are there. There's a lot of sexy things in the show. There's a lot of sexy things in the show. Bill was like, fan service, and I was like, yes. I was was caught off guard by just how fan service-y this show is. It does give fan service. Especially the uh, later bonus chapters we'll get to yes yes um but wrestling anyway yep (laughs) but as he's in that bar he ends up one of them offers to give him like a reading of his love life and um it ends up being like they show his faded partner will be the hero shizu um and he gets all excited because she's beautiful um but now we kind of get into Shizu's story. Yeah. Um, Actually, isn't Shizu the first character that appears in the show? Because she appears in that flashback. Oh, yeah. Technically, yes. Um, like I said, though, she is probably the definition of small role, big impact. Oh, yeah. Very, very big impact. Um, so you kind of... It starts bringing out Shizu's backstory. And she also ends up joining these travelers that they kind of met... That Rimuru met before. Um, these were the ogres, or orcs, right? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not the orcs. Oh, no, Um, I'm thinking of different people. They were just traveling, and they first found their new town, which they're calling Tempest, but I forgot to mention. Um, Because he's Rimuru Tempest. Yeah. So he creates the Tempest. I think right now it's just known as Tempest, but it gets bigger names. But Shizu is an important character, um, and basically you kind of get her backstory, which is very fucked up. It's dark. She has a very dark... Basically, when she was reincarnated in that world, I believe it was around World War Two. is where it was supposed to be. I think it was implied that it was right when the nuclear bombs dropped. Yeah. On, it was Ch- on Japan. Right when the nuclear bombs I think she was dropped. supposed to be in Hiroshima. Yeah. She was supposed Even to be there. Even that in Nagasaki, but or I want to say it was Hiroshima. It was... I'm, it's implying that it's there. And basically, instead of dying, she, get, she also got reincarnated 
well, not reincarnated. She got summoned. So when a character is summoned, it works differently than um, than reincarnation. And one of the things that happens to keep them from disappearing, because um, after a while, they'll basically they'll, the summons will die. Yes. And especially if they're summoned as children, they'll die very early in their lives. So she gets tied to a soul, like a spirit, which is the fi- the flame spirit. Ifrit, um, isn't it? Ifrit, yep. And I know because, my Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and because of that too, she also gets summoned by this guy who's basically using her as a tool and a weapon, so he can basically control her and whatever he orders her to do, she must follow. So it leads to some pretty dark scenes of like her befriending a child, just and, to kill said child, later. and a and a little puppy, and like just to kill them later. Yep, and she had to attack and kill them both, and she couldn't even stop herself. Um, so she has a really dark past, um, and what ends up happening is she ends up coming to the village with this group of travelers that, uh, Rimuru had met previously, and what happens is the spirit inside her is basically going berserk, and she can't contain it anymore, Mm -hmm. um, but when she loses the spirit, she will also lose her life, because she won't be able to be, like, stable anymore, um, so... The spirit ends up going crazy, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, Rimuru ends up absorbing Ifrit, Ifrit's power, but in the process, like, Shizu's gonna die. Yeah. So, So, like we said, small role, big impact. Oh, yeah. Shizu eventually has Rimuru absorb her. Yeah. It basically was, one of her final wishes was to, one, help the children of the summoned children at this school and save their lives, but to absorb her body so that she can live on with Rimuru. Yeah. And she gets a nice final farewell. Yeah. And she gets a final farewell. Where she gets to get sent back to, with her mother again. Yeah. Which is really heartwarming. A good, it was a good tie-off, even though she's not quite dead. Like she, Well, she's dead, but... Her spirit lives on, lives basically. On. That's why I said small role being good. Big impact. Yeah. And also this grants Rimuru a physical human form. Yeah, because right now he's only able to basically be a slime or the creatures that he's, like... Absorbed. Absorbed. But now he can have a human body, Which looks human speech. vaguely like Shizu, but with blue hair. But he can also... This is also where he discovers that he's not man or woman. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's slime. Slime. Yeah. What's funny, though, is he um, he make, gives himself a man body. Yeah. And he's all like, wow. I look good. Good. And he's like, huh, there's nothing down there. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe I can be a woman. Then he becomes a woman, but then he immediately gets uncomfortable because it looks just like she's Shizu. And he's like, no, nope, no, nope. no, no. He's like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah. And then the next big thing that happens after is uh, the ogres get introduced. and The best characters. The ogres the really are the best characters of the show. And originally when they arrive on the screen... They're attacking them. They're, They're also very Rimuru. rugged looking, other than one in particular. Yes. <laughs> They're attacking him, but basically, because they think Rimuru is someone else. And that eventually gets cleared up, and Rimuru takes them all in. And with that, giving them names, where they evolve and they all become sexy. They basically <laughs> just become humans with horns. Yeah, humans with horns. 
And we get introduced to some of the best characters in the fucking oh show. Oh my god. Really, some of them are my favorite characters. Honestly, all four of them are great. Five. five. Oh, yeah, five. <laughs> I always forget about the one that didn't change at all. Yeah, like... Well, no, he did... He did change, but, like, he just looked really normal. Yeah. And he, like, works with the dwarves a lot. Yeah, but the other ones, so it's... What are their names again? It's... Uh, put me on the spot. I, I know Shauna and Shuna. I forget the guys. Well, it's not Shauna. Shuna. It's Shuna, and then it's... <laughs> Shit, I'm Brit. You put me on the spot. Fuck. I need <laughs> yeah. ogre... Ogre <laughs> names. Oh, there's Benny Maru, which is my favorite. He's the He's red the one. Red one. Yeah. Um... Let me see. There's... I'm so sorry, everyone. We completely... There's Hakuro? Hakuro. He's he's the... the, um, No, I believe Hakuro is the... Oh, he's the the master. There's Benimaru. There's... Benimaru's the red one. Shuna is the pink. Shion, that's what it is. Shion is the purple. Soe is the blue-haired. Hakuro... Is the gray haired one. Kurobe is the uh, dark haired one. Yeah. And they are really, they really are some of the best characters in the show. Sorry, brain farted on their name. Yeah. They'll put me on the spot. But they also lead into the next big drama, which also leads into one of the villain characters. The character you basically don't like. So basically, the reason that they attacked them was because their village was basically annihilated, and they're the only survivors, um, because of the orc lord, which the orcs are like these pig monsters, and basically the orc lord is trying to become a demon lord. So, um... Another very important plot point. Oh, yeah. So, Grimuru ends up agreeing to help, well... Basically ends up telling them, I'm going to help you when they go, no, we can handle this ourselves. And he's like, eh, I don't really think you can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best part of Rimuru is he's unflappable. Yeah. Like, he literally, like, if they you tell him one thing, he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this anyways. And that's kind of what makes him really enjoyable is he's kind of unfazable. Um, and you kind of meet some other characters. Like, you meet Gaviru in the, um, the newts, the dragon newts. I love Gaviru because he already has a name. <laughs> <laughs> Gaviru already has a name. But, uh, he's kind of sucks. Um. I also love, too, the female lizard that, like, just becomes human. <laughs> yeah, but that's later. Don't, don't spoil. So, he ends up helping them, um, because the Orc Lord is also going to attack the Dragon Newt, so he ends up helping them as well. And they end up defeating the Orc Lord, um, eventually. And it is sad, because the Orc Lord's story is basically, he kind of, Basically, he came across one of these minions that basically told him, like, oh, I can help you, let, but you have to become a demon lord. And then, like, I can help your your family. Because basically where the orcs were was, like, this desert, and they were all starving. And basically, like, there was, like, cannibalism, I think, that was happening. But, like, the children, they had to feed the children. And it was it was depressing to watch. Like, it does have some dark imagery in it, like... Um, so that happens, and he ends up saving them, but he also ends up forgiving the orcs, because they were just kind of following orders, and they've decided to change a new, uh, turn over a new leaf, and they also join the town, which at which this is, point... I love the town, because it just is like a, a, 
amalgamation of every fucking character that Rimuru runs into. Yeah! He's literally like Naruto on crack. Like, he just befriends everyone. <laughs> yep. But that kind of leads into a character known as Clayman, which, um... Yeah. We don't like Clayman. Clayman sucks, and he his minions. Even also the other suck. villains don't like him. No, yeah, um, and it's like the clown, the something clown alliance. The oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Harlequin Clown Alliance. That's it. And they're basically kind of working for Clayman right now, but they aren't really working for him. They're working for him, but like they really report to someone else. They're double crossing him essentially. They are, but they aren't at the same time. Yeah. Though. It's it's a weird it's weird scenario. It's a matter of convenience. Yes. But after this, you know, the Jur it's called the Jura Forest. Um well the land of Temp Tempest is in the Jura Forest and they end up actually forming an alliance with um outside nations. So like the Dwarven Kingdom they form an alliance with, as well as another kingdom they form an alliance with. And they create trade routes. And at this point, it starts out as this basically goblin tribe, and now it's a town. Like, now it's a full-on civilized town. Um, and then, the next character you meet is a demon lord. The demon lord, Moline. Oh, uh, Moline. And Moline is actually a very interesting character. She kind of comes off as a goofball, but in reality, she could kill them all very easily. <laughs> like, yeah. she's one of the strongest characters in the whole series. Um, so... She attacks them, but really, Rimuru ends up befriending her, and they end up just becoming, she loves Rimuru and becomes his best friend, yeah. and just wants to hang out. So there's a weird also running joke where every character in the show loves Rimuru. Yeah, every character does love Rimuru. The ladies, the men, they all love him. Maybe not the same love, but they love him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he saves them all and helps I'm them. I'm pretty sure the only ones that really love him in that way are like, Sh Shuna and Shion. <laughs> So, after that, basically, um, after they meet Malene, they actually also end up meeting another Demon Lord's disciples from the Demon Lord Kerrigan, uh, from the Beast Animal Tribe. Like, they're pe basically humans with animal features and abilities. And they end up meeting them, and they kind of have their first meeting, and they kind of end up, you know, maybe, like, we should, we should do trade. And it comes back in the end. But at the same time, one of the Beasketeers, the people that were sent, runs into one of the Harlequin Alliance people mm -hmm. after getting beat up by Malene, because Malene beats the crap out of him, <laughs> literally, and he wants revenge. And what ends up happening is they trick him into being re... What is the word? Not reincarnated, but bringing back from the dead. Reanimated. Reanimated form of this horrible monster known as Carib... Caribbis, I think. Caribbis. Caribbis. I can't speak. There's a lot of speaking right now. <laughs> it's hard for me. And then from there, they end up kind of having to fight him and having to turn him back. And they're all trying their best, but it's one of those creatures that can just re-evolve. Like, it has infinite healing and infinite fixing. So what ends up happening is he makes... They end up breaking down and going, All right, Moline fix this and Malene defeats him very easily because she's extremely powerful and they also save the Beasketeer guy who was saved and then from there they kind of create good friendly relations with Kerrigan because like he saved one of his warriors hmm. um and after that um after that you see more of Tempest becoming more 
a foundation and feels good. And Rimuru is like, okay, now I can go and I can help Shizu's witch. I can, I can save these kids. So he ends up going to the school, befriending a care, befriending the headmaster of the school, who was actually another character who was not reincarnated, but he was a well. He actually might have been reincarnated too. He was either reincarnated or summoned. And, but he's a human, not, not but a But he's slime. a human, and he was from Japan, just like Rimuru. So he ends up meeting him, they the headmaster. They bond over manga. They bond over manga, yes. Um, spoiler alert. They're not actually friends, though. Remember? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I'll talk, touch that later. But he ends up leading them to the children and being like, Alright, if you can help them. I was friends with Shizu, too. I want to help these kids. So the next thing is, Rimuru meets the kids. At first, they're very hesitant of him because, like, they don't know who he is. And they've kind of been mistreated because of the summons and people knowing they're going to die. Yeah. But Rimuru ends up saving them by giving them um, giving them spirits that they can basically ground them and keep them from dying in the future. And he also meets one of the demon lords. Um <laughs> Which I can't remember her name. There's so many characters. There's a lot of characters, and naming is a lot, so it's hard to remember. There's a lot of characters in such a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, thinking about it now. And she's a little pixie, and she basically... She's like the queen of souls, basically, mm-hmm. and in charge of them. So she ends up helping them, and Rimuru is able to basically keep the kids from dying. Um, and now the kids are safe, and eventually... Um, Rimuru ends up going back, going back to the kingdom, but as he goes back, he gets stopped. Yep. Which this kind of leads into season two. Um, Which is where shit gets real. Shit does get real in season two. Like, it gets, like, dark and, like, sad, but... And certain characters, quote-unquote, die. Yeah, no, they do die. Like... For a little while, anyways. For a little while, yes. So what's happening back in Tempest is that because Rimuru created this land with trade routes, other people are pissed about it. Other kingdoms are pissed about it. So basically, people go to, a kingdom sends an army to Tempest in order to start trouble and basically make it seem as if they're a threat, which they really aren't, but they use, they're basically using it as a way to attack them and... They want to basically destroy the village of monsters. Because um, in the end, they are they are monsters. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. not humans. So, And this kind of leads into the next really big plot point. So everyone's trying to save the village. And unfortunately, like, what's happening is they're also... There was two barriers that were put around the village. Mm-hmm. Which one canceled out magic and one canceled out any, like, communication. So basically, like... Rimuru can't contact them. They can't even transport there. And no one in that vicinity can use magic. That's a monster. So basically, a lot of them get depowered down yeah. because of that. And characters die. One of the very prominent ones being Xion. Um, yeah. Which was really sad. Which was a dramatic reveal, too, because you don't see... Her death no, on screen. You don't see you don't see any of the deaths on no. screen until after, which really. You makes also it... there's some characters that you're not sure if they survive. Like there's a scene with Shuna where you're not sure. Yeah. 
and it's it's it does it surprises you. That so, was the reveal though when you see. I mean, the Gavi the Gavi Ru was sad, but then it shows it cuts to Shion, and you're like, oh geez, yeah, major characters died here. Yeah, so it gets it gets pretty sad. This is um, where Rimuru stops being the happy go lucky. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And the time. thing is, is Rimuru at this point has no idea what's going on in Tempest. Because he was being attacked by a holy, um, a holy knight, um, and basically that holy knight was trying to kill him. Luckily, he was able to escape with his life, but he has no way to contact. So him, he runs back to Tempest, and then he is brought to see it destroyed, it attacked, the people injured, and then of course everyone that all he of, cares about is dead. Yeah, a lot of who he cares about is dead. So after this, he makes a, well, he's very down and he feels very upset. But what ends up happening is that group of travelers from the very beginning, one of them is actually a princess, princess of the elves. Um, and she ends up telling him the story of the first demon lord and how she gained her powers and she was able to revive, um, revive a dragon back to life like her pet dragon back to life unfortunately she didn't do it correctly and the dragon came back evil and she had to kill the dragon um and plot twist this is right later this is basically Maline's backstory ah. uh which is saying if you look carefully you can see it's Maline. but at the beginning you wouldn't know because Maline is this hasn't a dragon. been animated yet right or... i don't i think so a little bit uh, it hasn't been fully revealed yet. Though. It hasn't been fully revealed, but context clues, you can see. Yeah. Um, so, basically, she tells him the story, and then Rimuru decides, you know, I'm going to become a demon lord to and bring everyone back to life. And we get one of the darkest scenes in the show. Not yeah. by how, not by, it's not really dark inherently, but it's dark when you really think about what's going on. Yeah, so in order to become a demon lord, he needs to kill, he needs to gather a thousand souls, like, a thousand plus souls so they basically form a team and they all split into teams to end up fighting the holy empire knights and the the kingdom that is attacking them yes Rimuru takes on the main army while the others split into groups to basically destroy these uh, magical objects that are creating these barriers at this... the same time though they have to have barriers ready for when these fall because the barriers are basically keeping their souls in the barrier, which is what they think will be able to bring them back to life without them becoming evil like the dragon was. Yes. So it's a huge plot point, and it does lead to one of the darkest scenes. So, well, R honestly, all of them are dark because they basically all get annihilated. Rimuru straight up kills everybody. It's yeah. really... Headshots. Yeah. Like, it's, it is dark. I mean, these aren't good people. Yeah. So you don't feel that bad, but it's like, damn. Well, remember, there's also two of those summons people where one of them literally got beheaded. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws the head at the other guy, which scares the crap out of him. But it, it, they honestly deserved it, though, because yeah. they were basically the reason why this... Like, they caused all this chaos, which led to it. But eventually... Rimuru does succeed. Yes, Rimuru does succeed. He becomes a demon lord. And he brings everyone back. And he, yeah, he successfully brings And they come back, back stronger. Yeah, and well, they come back stronger, and they also, after he evolves into a demon lord, 
everyone receives a gift, and that gift makes them all stronger. So and from then we get to the probably the most interesting point in the series where Rimuru starts like goes to meet with the other demon lords to get recognized as a demon lord. Well, yeah, but first one of the big things that happens before that is he brings Veldora. Oh. He brings Veldora. He frees Veldora, and he gets, and then he he gets, gets a human form too. He does. He gets a blonde man human form, and he's honestly one of the best characters because with he's that such amazing a, voice too. He's such a goofball, which makes and he him reads just, manga too. He does. He reads manga. So, well, and a big thing that happens before they even start talking about the demon lord meeting is that he meets with all his basically his connections, and they're all like, "Are like you're a demon lord now?" And then he's like, "Yep." nonchalantly and they're like okay so <laughs> yeah, no one questions anything. no one really questions it so that happens and then the next big thing is the demon lord meeting i love the meeting scene too it it's a really cool i just thing. love this Shion beating the ever-loving shit out of fucking clayman oh yeah because so, she's getting her fucking revenge so basically what happens is this meeting is called together because clayman is trying to basically throw rimuru under the bus and be like, he's a bad guy, he shouldn't, he's not even a real demon lord, he'd be blah 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 blah. When it turns out that Clayman really isn't the real demon, full demon lord, which is funny. But some of the demon lords are very interesting. What's funny is you meet the, you also meet the guy who brought um, Shizu to the world. Yeah. And he, he's, he's not a good guy, but you also don't, you also realize he's really not the biggest threat. Either. Yeah. He's kind of more just... I don't know, he's interesting. Yeah. They're all interesting, honestly. No, all of the demon lords Especially are... the, the one who you think is... You, you don't realize... You think her bodyguard is the demon lord, but it's actually her. Yeah, that was um the vampire one. Yeah. Um, and her bodyguard, I think, dies shortly after, yeah. too. Um, but basically, Rimuru ends up going, and he's basically trying to frame Rimuru as this bad guy. And what they do is they end up fighting, and... It's great because Shion just kicks his ass and Rimuru easily kicks his ass. And then one of the big things that's for real, I, we forgot to mention it, is right now Malene is hypnotized. <laughs> hypnotized. Hypnotized was very heavy. Quotation marks. Quite, like very bold print quotation Spoiler marks. Spoiler warning, she's just faking it. She's just faking it. Uh, and she ends up... <laughs> just because she feels like it. At one point she ends up fighting... Um, What's his name? Um, Veldora. He ends, she ends up fighting Veldora, and she's just having a good time at this point, but basically Rimuru defeats him, Clayman dies, um, which he deserves because he was being an ass. But then it also reveals, like, kind of the next villain, which is the leader of the Harlequin Alliance, and it also reveals that the headmaster of the school is working with them. Yes. And is also not on Rimuru's side, and helped a lot in the attacks on Tempest. Yes. Um, and that's... That's where the anime has ended up so far. Yeah. Because other than that, there's the, the spin-off movies, which are... Spin-off episodes. Which are just OVAs, and they're <laughs> butt very... Wrestling. Butt wrestling. Yeah, butt wrestling. That's all you but need to know. But there's also the one with the kids, where it shows more into, like, the kids. That's um, true, but butt wrestling which is was cute. But, butt wrestling was a thing. <laughs> that was the first one, and that just kind of set the mood. Yeah. Uh, currently airing is the Slime Diaries, which I think is more of a spinoff than anything. Yeah, I think it's more of a, a goofy show. Yeah, I don't, I, but been, I don't know. I, I haven't watched, watched it yet. I'm meaning to watch it pretty soon. Yeah. But um. And eventually there will be a oh, oh, big yawn. That was a noise. 
Big, um, she did her yawn meow. Yeah. But anyways, there's a, I believe a film coming out pretty soon as well. Yeah. But I, I really like this series. I think it has a lot of comedy, but then it also has a lot of, like, tragedy. It has a weird tone. It does. Like, it's... It, it's so weird, because it's... All these, like, MMO-style um, animes that we've had recently, like, the based off, like, video game worlds. Yeah. This one is probably the least gamey of them all, but it's also, like, the most The ridiculous. presence is game... It's... Yeah. Oh. It's... It's it's very amusing. Like, yeah. The fan service is a little much, I will say. It will be at times, but then at times it's not, but... But it, the, the show... And we didn't... I feel like we didn't even mention half the characters, because I forgot to mention the demon guy. Yeah. I forgot to mention him. Oh, oh yeah, him. They, Which, like, he gets all sad when Rimuru's like, all right, bye, and then he's like, but, but I wanted to be your disciple, and he's like, all right, you can stay. Uh, and he's super strong, but he's, he's like a... Um, a high demon, something. It's like some the strongest demon you can be. Yeah. And he also helps like get in revenge on the kingdom too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I was planning on watching it to begin with. I just it was one of those series that I procrastinated a lot. Yeah. But, anyways, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. Yeah. So, after we watched uh, Slime, we wanted to go with a series that was similar in length. And because Slime was technically, like, two two to three-ish seasons, Yeah. We wa- I wanted to go with something well, similar. two seasons with, like, three parts. Well, it was, like, two parts for each season. Yeah. So. so it was, like, around, like, 60-something episodes or so. Yeah. But um, because of that, I wanted to go with something similar. So my choice was Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Yeah. Which is. Which I had seen season one of. You would, yeah, you had seen season one and part of season two. I think you said. Yep. I had just briefly started <laughs> season one at that point. Yep. So, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War is interesting because it's a relatively new series. I guess you could say it started in 2015. Yep. And it is written by. Aka Akasaka, huh. who is Aka Akasaka. This sounds like a sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> it's like, did it, did it, did it. he's one of he, Kaguya-sama is basically his most most well known creation at this point, mm-hmm. and it was a Shonen Jump uh, manga, uh, Young Jump actually, hmm. um, and it's still going currently to this day. It's um, although it is ending fairly shortly. Yep, but. Sad. The um, series eventually was adapted into an anime adaption, which is what it's most well known as. Yep. And I believe in Japan it's actually known as... Uh, I think it's known as something like Kaguya wants to m- make him confess or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, So the series is a combination of rom-com, slice of life, and psychological. Yes. Um, the psychological is the more is the interesting part of that. Mm. And it gets you. Yeah, it does. And the series revolves around, obviously, the titular character Kag- Kaguya Shinomiya, mm-hmm. and it follows her and the president of the uh, 
Shuchian uh, Academy, which is the high school they um, both attend. It revolves around her who and uh, the president of the um, student council, Mayuki uh, Shiragane. Mm-hmm. And the whole gimmick of the show is essentially both of them are head over heels for each other. Yes. Like, they are both so freaking in love with each other. But they won't admit it. But they are both way too proud and they just won't accept it. So the entire gimmick of every episode or chapter of the manga is both of them are trying to figure out a way to get them to confess to one another. Mm -hmm. And it always, like, the episode always starts with, like, so it's also one of those anime that does, like, the, it splits up into, like, segments per episode. Yep. So each segment has, like, a goal, and it always ends with the goal being, like, like uh, battle outcome, yeah. Kaguya wins, yeah. or Kaguya loses. And it's always, like, a two-parter. Every episode is, like, two different episodes in one. Mm-hmm. But to keep things interesting, what makes the dynamic fun is there's also additional characters who pop in, like everyone's favorite, Chica. Chica. Chica I forget, Chica! I forget what Chica's last Greatest name is. Greatest ending ever. Um, Chica Fuji, Fujiwara. Yep. And um, Chica is very much the comic relief. She's best girl. Uh, she steals the show in the anime. Because she wasn't <laughs> near... A lot of her jokes are make more sense in the anime compared to the... Uh, yeah, the manga. The manga. But what makes Chica funny is Chica is very intelligent and like a very smart character, but she also comes off as a ditz goofball at times. <laughs> yep. And a lot of the times, like, she's there to act as a foil between Kaguya and Mayuki. Because <laughs> there's sometimes where it's like, Chica wins. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, there's, a, there's like, points where, like... So the show's very hard to, like, explain at first, because it has a very slow beginning. Yeah. Because at the start, it's like, you get... Each episode is essentially... Essentially, each episode is just... It's kind of actually Azamanga Daioish, where there isn't really any overarching plot, plot. yet. The whole idea of the show is they, they each love each other, but they won't admit it. Yeah, but and, there is plot points. And Kagi is kind of a sundare, and yeah. I, I guess Mayuki is in sort of a lot of ways the male version of a sundare. Yeah. In a sense. Um, but like the, you get like certain jokes, like there's one point where like uh, Kagio wants some... Um, it's raining out, and Kaguya wants like him to like give Offer her his umbrella. umbrella. But it's very obvious that Kaguya actually has her umbrella at the yeah. same time, and she's trying. They're trying to like work out their ways of like how to get each other to like offer their umbrellas, umbrellas. at the same time. Yeah, and it's funny because they both. It ends up like neither of them <laughs> share the umbrella. And uh, don't they just walk in the rain or something? Yeah, yeah. And then another good one is um, they want to go to the beach. Um, or they're deciding whether they want to go to the beach or they want to go on, like, a nature walk. Yeah. And, um, at first, Kaki's, like, all excited about going to the beach because she can show off her in a bikini. Yeah. But then she realizes Chica's gonna be there also, <laughs> and Chica's much more... Voluptuous. Endowed. Yeah. <laughs> compared to Kaguya, which she then immediately goes, no, never mind. Fuck Hi- that, <laughs> fuck that bitch. We can't go. We can't go, or she can't go. <laughs> well, Ka- Kaguya always, like, what's funny is Kaguya has, like, the funniest love-hate relationship with Chica. Yeah, like, she loves Chica, but then at the same, same time, time, she hates like, Chica. Well, when she foils her plans, she hates Chica. Oh, so silly. But what's funny is, too, is, like, Kaguya is a very weird character mentally. Mm. Like, she has, like, she's very prim and proper, but she's also mentally fucking unstable. Yeah. And in the first season, it's, it's not really quite apparent not... yet. Yeah. It's mostly just, like, the first season's the most loose of the three. 
Yeah. Like, there really isn't an overarching plot. Like, you get yeah. introduced to a few characters, particularly um, everyone's favorite boy. Yes, best boy. I forget his name. I always refer to him as the emo kid. The emo kid. <laughs> uh, it's Yu Ishigami. Yep. And uh, Yu's funny. Yu is a very complex character as well. Yeah. But we his backstory, it's later on, but his backstory kind of sucks. Yeah, his like, backstory is pretty funny. Well, fun. no, not sucks in the way of, like, it, it's a bad backstory, but, like, you just feel bad for him. Hmm. But we get introduced to him. He he, his funny gimmick is he always wants to quit the student council, but <laughs> yep. they won't let him. Or he gets beat up by Chica, or some, something. Something happens to stop him from. There's also the great episode with the wieners. Yeah, the wieners. Where um. Uh, Not my, what you think. No, no, my get your mind out of the gutter, podcast listeners. Well, no, I'm no, it, it makes sense because of what Kagi is thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, Mayuki has this really delicious homemade meal, yep. and Kagi really wants to share, but she's too proud to share to yeah. like admit it. And the whole time, he like offers to share it with Chika, and she's like, "No, no." <laughs> but um. When they keep mentioning when Kagi, well, not Kagi, when Chika keeps mentioning the, the little hot dog wieners, Kagia yeah. has the mentality of a fucking child like, and she won't stop laughing. Yeah, and um, it, it's like the peak com, like rom com, like it's like yeah. the perfect definition. It's so silly. Um, but then the only other real major character we get introduced to is uh, uh, Kagia's uh, retainer because Kagia's from a very yes. high class family. Uh, I Hayakasaki. Hayasaka. Yep. I believe that's how you say her name. And Ai is a very important character in yeah. this series. She kind of... It's funny, because a lot of times you're not sure if she hates Kaguya or she li- or she cares about Kaguya. I think she's frustrated with Kaguya. She's frustrated but with Kaguya. I think Kaguya. she's frustrated with Kaguya's situation as well. Yes. Because it's clear that they do like each other, especially yeah. in the manga, if you read on. Mm. But it's their very... She's frustrated with Kaguya. The fact that Kaguya just won't accept... <laughs> Kaguya is very difficult, basically. Yeah. Well, because she doesn't... It, it leads back to the whole point of the show, where she just won't admit she's in love. Yeah. Now, season two is where things get more interesting. Season, oh, yeah, that opener. Yeah, season two opens with, like, the most cold open ever. Yeah. Where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, it's all, like, oh, happy back. It cut, picks up right where the end of season one left off, and then it just cuts to a cutoff where it just goes, I am an unwanted child. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like... Huh? But it kind of leads you especially into what well, the movie fir- is going well, to heavily feature. What um, what's the key thing about that though is it's very at first you're not really sure who it's referring to. Mm. Um but this is also where we start Yeah, because that's kind of true. Well, because we hadn't it, really been introduced to Mayuki's family at this point thinking either. Thinking about it too, like when you do find out about Mayuki's family, it like technically could also apply it could, to him to a degree to a degree not in the same level but we'll talk about that cuz they both have very different situations yeah very different and very hard situations but this is the season where all the character development starts oh yeah so this season begins with so it's the the second year of high school now for them and cuz in Japan they have 3 years as opposed to 2 yep uh, opposed to 4 and because this it's the new year um, Mayuki's no longer the student council president because yeah. it changes, and he is doesn't plan on running again mm-hmm. until the whole everyone in the school decides. No, you should definitely run again. <laughs> uh, but this is where we get introduced to the final member of the group, as yep. you could say, who is probably one of the more one of my favorites too. 
just because her dynamic is great. Yeah. Uh, we get introduced to Miko Ino, mm-hmm. who is another uh, uh, one year younger than the, the main cast, mm. and she also wants to be student council president, mm. and she also tries to run, but loses to Mayuki because Mayuki is very popular. Yeah. Um, but Mayuki gracefully uh, allows her, her to become a member of the group. Yeah, but he also, like, he doesn't want, like, it was a really good scene when they're doing their election, like, speeches, and rather than, like, having it just be a landslide win because she starts freaking out, like, he actually goes and he actually levels the playing field. Um, Especially because she's a really misunderstood character. She is at first. Where, like, people don't like her, but in reality she's just really trying her best. Well, I, I saw her very much as she's kind of like the audience surrogate in a way, because she's yeah. the only normal character in this oh, yeah. in this really fucking wacky world yeah. <laughs> that exists. Because she is literally, after she joins the club, she goes into one of their... <laughs> basically, what the normal club is like, which is freaking yeah. Kaguya and Mayuki being the themselves. Uh Chica, Chica being in Chica, and um, you being emo. Yes. <laughs> and she immediately is like, I want to leave, I hate this. <laughs> She's like, Which oh, well. is great, because there's a great scene of them all running down that hallway, because it, it's like somehow, like, then Chica gets upset and runs down the hallway, and then Kagi gets upset and runs down the hallway. <laughs> um, there's also the, uh, the, 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 the couple that keeps appearing. Yes. And they go to Kagi and Mayuki for love advice, even though both... Even though they're both clueless. <laughs> they're both clueless and have never been with anyone before. In the bee bed. Yes, she is. Sorry, my cat never goes in this bed except on rare occasions, and she's in the bee bed. <laughs> but um, anyway, so now continuing on, this is the season two where we got like side. We would get like side episodes discussing like certain characters. Mm. So like, there's a great episode where we get a little bit introduced into Mayuki's family, where Kaguya yeah. and Shika go on a shopping trip with. Um, Mayuki's younger sister. Yes. Who doesn't really look like Mayuki at all, but I think that's implied that she looks more like their mother. And she's also friends with Chika's. Chika's younger sister. Yeah. And it's funny because she wants to be, uh, she wants Kaguya to be her older sister. Yeah. Which is really cute. Mm. Even, although it is one of those really awkward, like, anime moments where it's like, she's supposed to be in middle school, but she looks older than, like, Kaguya, which is funny. But, um, this is also where we meet Mayuki's dad, who is... A wonderful character for all the reasons. Oh my reasons. god, he's such a creep. He's so weird. Yeah, he's but it's so... in, this is also where we learn that Mayuki's mother left the family yeah. because Mayuki wasn't smart enough or something. I think it's also like her fa- his father too, mm. partially because like he can't hold down a job or anything, no. and it's and they're and living. You see his father. Yeah, his father is very funny. And yeah. very fascinating, but also weird. Yeah. Uh, but you you start realizing that Mayuki's family isn't perfect. Yeah. But that's also why he is the way he is, where he's putting so much effort into everyone else. Yeah. Especially, like, a lot of the scenes are pretty heartwarming with, like, his sister, where he's basically kind of having to be almost her mom they're and so, her dad they're sometimes. So, they're so poor that they live in, like, this very small apartment, and, like, he has to share a room with his sister, Kay, because they, yeah. that's all they can afford. Yeah. But um, we we get a great episode with them, which is very heartwarming. Yeah. Um, and then we also get the Yu's backstory, and Yu's backstory is, oh, one of the most interesting. It's like so sad it's it's sad, it's like kind but of the, relatable. Too. It it is. Like I could see that happening, and that sucks. It's also Japan, which has very different standards. Oh, yeah. Than America, because in America this wouldn't have happened. It would yeah. have been very different. What 
makes this super interesting though is it has the best come like conclusion. Yeah, it really does. Cause like when it kind of starts, the whole plot is basically him joining the this drama club. I think it, it no, was. it's like the spirit team. spirit team. That's what it was. Uh. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to, but for some reason he does anyways. He makes himself do it. Like yeah. he, Because I think in in deep in his heart he wants to break out of his shell, but he doesn't know how, and he's like, well, this is kind of a way to, mm. you know, change. And what's funny about it is, like, there's a lot of, like, um, subtle, subtle uh, subtlety and um, metaphorical stuff, like... Because he's so angsty, like, he doesn't see anyone's faces, except for certain characters. Yeah. Um, but you then find out his backstory was he was at a different school. Yeah. And he had... A well, it was middle school. Middle, Yeah, it was middle school. And he had feelings for this one character, but she had feelings for another person. Yeah, and, and you he fi- didn't act on it or no. anything. Like, he was just... He wanted her to be happy. Yeah. Then he finds out that her quote-unquote boyfriend is a piece of shit. Yeah. And he basically doesn't... His one mistake is he doesn't, like, try to tell her. Instead, he yeah. takes matters into his own hands. Yeah. And it completely backfires on him. He gets yeah. sens- essentially expelled. Yeah. And outcasted. By everyone. Yep. And it follows him into high school, which kind Until of... Mayuki finally is the one who basically brings him... Brings him out. Mayuki comes in and basically brings him into the student council and saves him. Because and he also fought for him to have a chance. Yes. Which is, in hindsight, we're jumping around a little here, but which later becomes a plot point in Mayuki's development where Mayuki was very awkward and he was brought in by the previous student president. Yeah. Because he was inspired by the president, but also Kaguya. Yeah. A, di- a very different Kaguya from the Kaguya we know. Oh, yeah. But we'll get into that a little later. But anyways, getting back to Yu's backstory. So he's at the, um, they're having sports day because that's just a common trope for uh, animes. Mm -hmm. And and Japan actually does that, I believe. They have the sports festivals. Yep. And he's on part of the team. And he's having a mental breakdown, essentially, because he runs into the... The, the bitchy the girl. the bitchy girl that ruined his life. Yeah. <laughs> and she basically ha- causes him to have a mental breakdown again until all his until we get a really sad scene where he sees like Mayuki Kaguya and uh, Chika and they all don't have faces. Yeah. And it's it's implying that like he's going back into like his despair again mm. until finally he gets broken through by like the people in the club who mm. like truly do care about him despite his Yeah. Because they care about who he really is. Yeah, because they, they, they've, they've truly figured out who he is. Mm. So he then finally gets his mojo back and goes through uh, goes through the thing. And he almost wins, too. Yeah, it was the relay race at that the point. The relay race. But then we get the best payoff where the fucking uh, bitchy girl says something about him again. And he just straight up goes, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like... He, t- he I think Doesn't he care. I think he legitimately tells her to shut the hell up. I think he does. I think he said like to shut up like <laughs> Yeah. And just completely shuts her down and it's like such a great payoff to his arc. Yeah. Um but then after that then we continue on like so at the same time the Kaguya Mayuki shit's still going on. It's, oh, yeah. it's not nearly as to the front of the plot as it was before though mm-hmm. in season 1. Yeah. Now it's kind of like it's just a thing that's happening in the background. Yep. But 
instead now we're going to focus on other characters because there is some other characters here that are very important. Yep. Particularly now we're getting introduced to like we get a bit more on uh, Miko. Yep. And her somewhat sad backstory where she really just wants to be friends with people, but yeah. she's too uptight about a lot of things. Yeah. I do love Miko's friend though, the one with glasses. Yeah. Who gets the boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> and then Miko doesn't know what to think of that. She's like, what? <laughs> we get stuff like that. And then this eventually transitions into the third season, mm. where now we're starting... The plot is really starting to tie together now. Yeah. And unfortunately, this season, uh, dub-wise, I, I believe uh, the main, the voice actor for uh, Mayuki, uh, Aaron Dimusk, I think his name is. Yeah. Di- I, I'm screwing up his name there, but he was having vo- voice issues, so he was temporarily replaced by... A different actor, and it did show to a degree, but it, yeah. you got used to it pretty quick. No, yeah, you definitely got used to it, but it still, it did kind of like, it, it was weird, because you were so used to the other one after two yeah. seasons. So the the current anime, as of right now, has only adapted up to volume 14 of the manga, mm-hmm. um, but this is really starting to catch up now with, we're getting, fi- we're finally getting to the love confession, Yeah, which has been Aww. built up for a while now like yeah. it's like it, it's the biggest case of will they won't they like it's like oh yeah like when i was watching the show with alex the whole time i'm like will they just freaking kiss already and i was like no <laughs> it's because it was so annoying but at the same time it's like you're like yeah okay so we finally start getting closer um and then we it we, we skipped a few things but in reality they're all it's all just comedy at this point yeah but we finally get to the culture festival, which is the big moment where it's finally gonna they're finally gonna have the big confession. Yes. So the whole time during this culture festival there is a uh, Mayuki has this big like thing he's made for the festival that's like well known, but then there's this thief going around stealing things. Yep. Like around in the this back. Phantom thief. The Phantom Thief. And the whole time Chica we get Detective Chica is on the case and she's gonna solve this mission, even though she's completely off the trail the entire time. Yeah. I mean, then eventually uh, it concludes with um, Mayuki's, like, this giant... It was like a giant egg or something. Mm-hmm. Gets stolen. And the whole time, like, Kaguya is basically having a mental breakdown because she really wants to... Uh, she wants, she wants to, to confess, confess, but she just... She's struggling. She doesn't know how. To the point where, like, every character is telling her, just do it! Yeah. <laughs> like, um... There's also the side story... I love the side story with, um... You. You, you. you and his... You and his... Confession. His confession, where he like accidentally confesses to this girl that um, he's he's friends with, but he doesn't. In the sports, in the, um, in the cheers, cheers, spirit cheers, club, spirit club, um, who he really likes, but it's, he's not really in a like like way. It's more just he likes her as a really good friend. Well, no, he does like like her. He does like like, like her, he but he's not trying to confess. But like he was going to confess, but then he accidentally already confessed yeah. to like the cookie. Yeah, um. the love cookie. <laughs> And it, it basically is implied where she basically is like, can we, like, think about this for a bit kind of thing? And he's like, think about what? Because like, <laughs> he doesn't the get cookie? it. <laughs> like... But then she ends up going with it. But what happens is, because of the whole, like, the way the festival is, the whole, it's a festival of love thing, uh, the whole thing is you give someone a heart. And they, yeah. And, and Kaguya yeah. has this heart keychain yeah. that she really wants to give to Mayuki, but she loses it. Yeah. And uh, Miko ends up finding it, but that's yep. a side... A side plot, mm. but what eventually happens is we cut to who the Phantom Thief actually is. Yeah, and it's revealed to be Mayuki because you it wasn't. Call me. No. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, that would... Fit, oh, no, wait, no. shit, no, wrong one. <laughs> that would be rant. Wrong for... That would be rant. Shit, shit, Wrong shit, persona. Shit. Um, but it's cut that the thief is actually uh, Mayuki the whole time, and he's up on the school in this very elaborate plan that he's developed. Yeah. And during the... he stole, like, the Dragon Balls, right? No, it was... The Dragon Egg thing. The Dragon... It was the Dragon Ball. <laughs> but... What ends up happening is he gets Kaguya finally up on the roof with him of the school. Yep. And he ends up releasing all of these heart-shaped balloons into the air mm-hmm. as part of the confession. And we finally essentially get to the climax of both of them are, like, flat out up there and they're both... You essentially get the confession, although it's not Even exactly... he never actually says it! Yeah, he never actually says... I love you. I love you yeah. during the confession. But then they finally kiss, and it's like the famous image of the balloon floats right in front of their face as they <laughs> kiss. Because, yep. of course, because there's reasons for that, but I'm not going to spoil anything. And the, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not even until volume 22. Let's oh, be doesn't real. she, like, French him or something? <laughs> well, yeah, because it cuts to after that, and there's a scene of of her and uh, I, and they're just talking about the kiss, and, like, he, she explains the kiss and everything, and then it cuts to a scene of Kaguya sticking her tongue out, implying, you know. <laughs> but the, oh, Kaguya. The season, the season ends there with um, a very brief shot of Kaguya's hair suddenly shifting back to being down again, which is implying that Something big's gonna happen soon. Yeah, something's not right with Kaguya. It implies, because the only times you've ever seen Kaguya with her hair down are in flashbacks, where she was an ice-cold bitch. Yeah. Um, so, right, right. So, yeah, well, I mean, if you've read the manga, you know it comes next. Yeah, but, but we're not gonna spoil. No. But that's where the anime ends, and it's, so, the next arc in the series is one of the most important arcs. In, oh, yeah. In the manga. So, rather than trying to cram it into, like, three episodes, they're gonna just do a movie. Yeah. So the next thing for the series is the movie, yeah, uh, which is called the fir- which is aptly named. I believe it's like the first kiss never ends or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I really want to. I can't wait too. It's funny how both of the shows we talked about are having upcoming movies. Mm. That's funny. Well, I, especially because I'm reading the manga right now, and I've already mm-hmm. read Beyond. Yeah. I already know like everything that the movie's going to be on, but I want to see it animated, mostly just because I want to hear... Well, that's going to be me with another series, yeah. um, where I already know what the movie's going to be about, but I'm not... Oh, yeah, another series we'll be talking about very shortly. Yeah. But, um, no, I I, I thought Kaguya was great. Like yeah. he, That was another one you were like, you should watch this, you'll like it. Yeah. I give great anime recommendations if anyone wants any... Just let me know. I'll yeah. recommend it. Kaguya, what, what's fun about Kaguya is it's a very romance-heavy show, but at the same time, it's like... It's a very fun show. It's fun. Like it's, oh, it's The fun. music is fun. The, 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 the intros are so extra. Yes. Uh, the, They're all by the same artist. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's... Daddy, daddy, do. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what's funny, though, is the show has... In a lot of ways, similar to Azumanga Daioh, the show has some really subtle humor yeah. at times. Like the random Chica ending. Oh, yeah, that the, only the Chica dance. Once, there was and the it's chi- iconic, and we freaking love the Chica song. We, like, blasted it in the car. Yeah. The Chica dance is a good one. Then there was also that other intro, which changed the animation style. Yep. Um, I love the narrator. The, narr- the narrator's by, narrated, uh, he's voiced by uh, Ian Sinclair. 
Uh, and he's so over the top, like, for everything. Like, every, yeah. at the end of every episode, he's he like... He really makes the show at points. What's it funny, though, is he breaks the fourth wall so many times. Like, oh, he'll yeah. be, like, he'll be really happy. And then, like, at other points, like, he'll be just exasperated by, <laughs> like... It'd be like, he's like, conclusion, mm. nobody wins. <laughs> conclusion, I'm tired. Yeah. Like, he's so done with their shit at mm. times. Um, I love the dynamic. Every character is so likable. Oh, yeah. Like, you really enjoy Kaguya, you, Chika, Mayuki, you, um, Miko. Yeah. Even, like, the side characters. Like, the only real characters we haven't really been introduced to yet are obviously, like, the unseen parents. Yeah. I think my favorite characters have to be the, um, the Spirit Club members. Because they're just, it's been, I loved that arc. Like, I love that those episodes about focused around you because like i genuinely like his backstory made me sad like and i was so happy when it was oh like, we, we forgot about we forgot to talk about the rap battle oh yeah <laughs> we're, the we're, random rap battle and then it had the weird rap ending yeah we're my we're my animation we're, we're mayuki and and uh chica. oh that's one thing you forgot to talk about too mayuki sucks at everything and chica has to train oh yeah mayuki has a lot of tendencies scars. where he's where he's just terrible. Well, because the rap battle was around, um, that at one point, um... Oh, yeah, Mayuki can't sing for shit. Yeah, but at one point, it starts with, um, someone... What's her blonde? I, I, I went on a date with, um... Mayuki. With Mayuki. To be, was um, trying. To, basically, she was being recon for Kaguya. Yeah, and they went on a date, and they went to do karaoke, and she was scarred after hearing him sing. rap. No, it was oh, rap. rap. Because remember, he learned how to sing. He can sing decently. Rap, he can't do. Well, he did, but he learned how to rap eventually. <laughs> no, he did learn how to rap. I love the my favorite part about the dub is that they they dub, they actually dub the raps. Yeah. And especially Chica's Chica's raps are great. Yeah. I love Chica's voice because she's voiced by um. I forget her name. Uh, it's it's the same actress who does um. Uh, Hanajima and Fruit Baskets. I can't think of it right now, but her voice for Chica is great because she's like Chica's like funny because she'll like be like dead serious at times, but then also like she's just a complete airhead other yes. times. No, there's like a ton of like great character. I I, I think it was a great show. Honestly, no, it it really is. I can't wait for the movie. Loved it. It's been described by a lot of people I've talked to as it's like peak rom com. Yeah, like it is the perfect rom com. It is, and it's it's just a really enjoyable show. I do enjoy it. I rec- I highly recommend the manga to anyone who really enjoys yeah. it. Wants to like. I recommend both series to anyone. Mm. Cause they're both good in different ways. No, I did enjoy. Um, I really like slime. I really like Kaguya. Yeah, you bought some slime figures. I did. Yep. They're in the mail. They'll yep. be here eventually. Soon. Well, I, no, one of them's here. You well, got your Shion. Shion's here. And you're I, waiting for Shuna. Shuna. I also have a uh, Chica on the way. Chica, Chica, with the hat. Nah, yeah. I didn't want to pay $100 for the fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hat, but I'm not paying that much money. Yep. But yeah, so... Interesting swap. This has been... Yeah. It's funny how the last two were, like, literally, like, yet, like, slice of life. And yeah. And then RPG adventure. Yeah. Well, I like that we do two pretty broadly different ones. Yeah, like I said... I think it we, makes it more interesting. The closest one we've ever had was uh, Naruto and... Uh, my hero. But even then, different. <laughs> They're different. They're just both shonens, though, yeah. is the thing. Yeah, but other than and that, And we... also, going back to that, can you agree that the third movie is better than the second movie? Oh, for My Hero, yeah. 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 
The second I'm movie sorry was... to people who like the second movie, but I gotta say, the first and the second... First is the best, then third, and then second is the best. The second movie's just fan service. That's all it yeah. was. But even then, it's just boring. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Once again, guys, thanks for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. It was a longie. Yeah, it was a long, a longer one, yeah. that's for sure. Um, but anyways, the Gaming Collecting Podcast can be found on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's a string on you. Sorry, I saw a string. I <laughs> um, wasn't just poking you, I swear. <laughs> we're, we're made on Anchor Podcasts. Yeah. Um, and you can follow us on social media. At, Hell at, yeah, uh, you can. Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Good Pods. Uh, the episodes eventually come out on YouTube. I'm going to finally start getting back to that pretty soon. How are the beans? And once again, guys, we will see you all next time. Beans! Bill's going to eat some beans. No. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.